Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think about and reflect on your business. What I try to do is take different themes and techniques that I think are really appropriate and really are more thought-provoking, not necessarily technical and, and certainly strategic. Today, I'm going to be continuing my series on remodeling sales mastery. We've had three parts so far. We'll continue with the part today, which is focusing on generating leads, generating opportunities, self-generating leads. Earlier in this series, and I encourage you to go back, the first session was really focused on 10 things that require zero talent. While it sounds a little bit catchy and clever, going back and listening to that, I think you realize that this whole notion of sales, 80% of it is about doing very, very simple things. The next series or next podcast I did is an episode that's focusing on a series of different things to master. So if you can create a list of things to master, then you can focus on each one of those and get better and you can see your stock go up. Just like in playing baseball or any type of sports, you can actually list the five to seven things that you need to get better at. And in sales, it's very similar. The last session I focused on a topic that was a little bit more relevant to today. However, we're always going to experience issues wrapped around this creating a sense of urgency. And I've given you some tips and techniques of how to do that. Today, I'm going to be focusing on another very important topic that is generating leads, self-generating leads. What's interesting between the best and the worst of the salespeople out there, the best of the best salespeople, they are really focused on generating their own leads. They really realize that that really allows them to really be in uh, always in balance between scarcity and abundance of leads and opportunity. It allows them to control, I think, the process, but also, you know, it gives them better results. What's interesting with most people in remodeling sales is a self-generated lead, a personal referral, something that you're proactively generating yourself is going to have somewhere between 60 and 80% close rate, where oftentimes those leads that are just coming in in the traditional manner through advertising are only 10 to 20%. So if you really sit back and think about that, why do you want to go out and try to always get a hit off of the pitcher that's throwing the most tricky kind of ball? Why not get occasionally some softballs coming in and this whole notion of generating leads is an important way to do it? So in this particular episode, I'm going to talk about seven themes that I think you know you need to be kind of thinking about and processing. And then I'm going to give you 10 tips that I think really would help you literally tomorrow improve this whole notion of generating leads. Number one theme is A plus B equals R. Now, many years ago, one of my associates shared that simple little formula, and it's always kind of stuck in my mind. A plus B equals R. A is about attitude, B is about behaviors, and R is results. 
So as it relates, I think, to this notion of self-generating leads or generating leads, you got to go in with the right mindset, the right work ethic, the right kind of energy, the right attitude. And then you over that lay that with a series of behaviors. And I'm going to give you a bunch of behaviors that you can weave into place. And if you have the right attitude and if you have the right behaviors, you will get leads. You will get results. Number two of my themes is proactive versus reactive. See, we tend to sit back and wait for the leads to come to us as opposed to being proactive and getting out there and doing all these different behaviors that are going to generate, I think, leads and opportunities for you. This whole notion of spending a certain amount of time being proactive, and even if that time is only 5%, 7% of your week, it's well worth the level of investment, going back to what I said earlier, because you're going to have much higher returns and much higher close rate. Uh, Number three is, and this is an important theme that kind of has a little bit of a negative connotation, but it's really important, and that is a personal referral is not necessarily a good lead or client. A personal referral is an easier sale, but not necessarily a good lead or client. And the reason I say that is that you need to not just kind of let down your guard, corrupt your process, just because you have personal referrals or you have leads that are coming in that are self-generated. You've got to be just as discriminating in that type of thing and go through the checklist, the 10 questions that you need to ask yourself when it comes to the right client. Uh, A good example of that is I sometimes think about, you know, I think I'm a good client. However, is my immediate neighbor, my friend, a good client? Well, maybe not. So you've got to be able to discriminate. So that's number two. Number three. Uh, Number four is try to become more of a magnet, not a net. And what I mean by that, and it's a little bit of a play on words, but if you think if you can become the authority, you can become the force, that magnet, people will come to you, whether it is referrals for for, uh, leads in business opportunities or whether it's even team members. Be that magnet, be that force. You will get noticed if, in fact, you kind of energize your magnet to a stronger force. Don't try to throw a net out in the ocean and expect that you're going to get the kind of results that you want. Number five, uh, and again, this is just some uh, general kind of comment, but it's very important, and that is become masterful. Now, Generating leads is a skill, it's an activity, not necessarily uh, just an art. So become masterful at the things that I'm talking about here. And I think if you really work on the mastery of generating leads and not just the art of generating leads, I think you're going to be much better. Okay, number six on my list is be aggressive but realistic. You know, I love that that kind of dichotomy between those aggressive and realistic. You've got to find that right amount of balance to put in this. I would argue, as I kind of alluded to a minute ago, is that most people are not putting in time, time, energy, sweat dripping off their nose in terms of this topic. 
you know, if you can actually quantify this and be honest with yourself, how many hours per week are you putting into this? You know, if you work a 50-hour week and you're only putting in one or two hours a week, you're only putting in two or three percent of your time that's dedicated to generating the fuel that's going to create the sales, which is going to create the, the production, which is going to ultimately put money in your pocket. So you've got to be aggressive but realistic. And a realistic is start making appointments to yourself. Aggressive is do it really enough that, that really gives you the results that you want. And number seven on my list is, you know, you want to be hungry and not desperate. You know, what I find with salespeople and businesses when they don't necessarily have, you know, the lead flow just overflowing, coming in like a waterfall, they tend to get more desperate. And if, in fact, you can maintain more the right degree of hunger, you're going to do smart things. And you can make this a habit, not necessarily just a, a, a flavor of the month of a choice. So with all that being said, let me go down through a few tips and techniques that I think that I've certainly done and I've seen others do fairly successfully. Number one is you want to become a, a less of a stranger to your past clients. Now, Google at a recent conference said 68% of the homeowners out there that did a project during pandemic times in the last two years are already teeing up a next project. They also shared that 40%, 40% of homeowners out there, regardless what they're telling you, are only talking to one remodeler, one contractor and another 20% talking to two. So you've got 60% that are only talking to one or two, and you've got two-thirds of the homeowners out there that did a project in the last couple of years that are actually teeing up another project out there. So what this really means is just don't be strangers with these clients. You know, I think about this when I talk to remodelers all the time. If you look at kind of the emotional kind of curve on a remodeling project, when you're done with the project, the client is exhausted. They don't want you to necessarily hang around and keep talking to them at that point. But make a point, you know, three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, and even five years later to stay in touch with that particular client. Don't become strangers with them. And staying in touch is not just sending them a company newsletter. Staying in touch is stopping by with a Starbucks or a bagel or a donut. Staying in touch is a phone call to try to reach out if they have any pain point when it comes to anything related to their home, not just the project. If you cannot become a stranger with a client and be very proactive with it, you're going to generate tremendous amount of business. Number two relates to that. And this is a technique that I did many, many, many years ago. And that was in analyzing the data and realizing the close rate was so much higher, the, the volume of business so much higher with personal referrals as well as past clients. You know, I started a calling campaign, a very simple calling campaign. And with this calling campaign was just calling clients from the past. Could be a year, five years, 10 years even from the past. Now, with doing this, I started off saying, okay, how many can I call a day? And I went in and said, wrote down, I think I can call five a day. Well, the reality is after two or three days, I'd already kind of fallen off the wagon and stopped that habit. 
So after about a month or so, I said, you know, I need to regroup on this theme and concept because it really makes a lot of sense. So I developed what I call my call-a-day, my one-a-day vitamin, so to speak, one client every single day. When you call that, you can set this up very simply 30 days in advance uh, with one client every day. Just list the one client and make that part of your planning process that day that you're going to call that one client. And when you call the client, you're calling them to say hello. You're calling them to stay in touch. You're not going to be like a dog in heat trying to go after a project. This is more about staying connected. And what you're going to find is mysteriously, after about two or three weeks, so you got to commit to a couple months of this, after two or three weeks, you're going to start to see different activities start to happen. It could be a referral. It could be someone, oh, I was thinking about doing a project. It could be a friend of a friend that they said might have an opportunity that you can proactively ask for a referral. But that simple thing of a call a day can generate millions of dollars of business for you. Number three uh, on my list of techniques and tips is deputize other members of your team, and more specifically, your field members. Many, many years ago, I was reading some client letters and client communication coming in. And what's interesting about it, when you kind of look at the body of those compliments coming in, a lot of it is about your field. A lot of it is about what they experience with the carpenter or the helper or the labor or that type of thing. So what you can do is you can start to deputize them. They have a lot of pride. They'd like to see more business generated, but they don't necessarily know how to do it. So you've got to do a little bit of training with them. You've got to deputize them to be able to get out and just bring you a name and a telephone number. It could be a neighbor. It could be talking to the client about asking for referrals. But if, in fact, you can deputize your field and other members of your team, you can also generate leads that way. That, that way. Uh, num- number four on my list is master a world-class voicemail. Now, this sounds almost patronizing because 80, 90% of the time when you call a past client or you call a personal referral or anybody, you're going to leave them a voicemail. Well, how great is your voicemail? Is it a world-class voicemail? Uh, World-class voicemails really have three elements, I think, in it that are really important. One is that they have a certain amount of levity, a certain amount of kind of uh, maybe even a little bit of humor or a certain amount of personal touch to them. Second is brevity. They have, they're, they're the right length of voicemail. I do not want to be listening to a two-minute, three-minute voicemail from you. You don't need to have it so long. At the same time, you don't want it so short that it's not important and effective. And number three is you got to have some relevance. I always like to leave a little bit of curiosity, but relevant curiosity in a voicemail, that way you're going to have a higher likelihood of certainly being called back. Number five on my list is this is true with other members of your team, but also with some of your trade partners and strategic alliances is is to incentivize, you know, actually incentivize that you are giving them something for generating a lead. 
Uh, if it is someone in the field, it could be as, as, as simple as a simple gift card that every time that happens. But don't keep it a secret that you gave them that. Celebrate it. It could also be that they're getting a gift basket or something from the plumber or from the engineer that's generating a lead for you. You know, if you look at the value of that lead for your company, for most remodeling companies, you're talking about somewhere between one and three hundred dollars for the for the uh, just a lead or an opportunity, not a sale. So investing, you know, fifty, seventy-five, or a hundred dollars to get that kind of level of return back, I think is a really good return. So do some little incentivizing when it comes to, and and little gifting when it comes to these things. Uh, Number six is learn how and train yourself to ask for referrals. Now, we have a tendency, and I don't know whether this is an American thing, but we have a tendency to just not like to ask for help, not like to ask for referrals. Maybe we feel it's a little bit too salesy. I'm not sure what it is, but you can actually develop a skill to be able to do that. Many years ago, I had one of my marketing team members who had just bought a house said, their realtor said to them right after they bought the house, wow. Jane, you've been amazing to work with. If you know anyone as wonderful as you, I'd love to be able to help them. So by asking for referrals in a very graceful, wonderful, heart, heartfelt way like that, you know, why wouldn't someone want to give you a referral? You're giving them a compliment about themselves and you're saying you want to help their friends. Why wouldn't they want to give you a referral in the process? Number seven is a more interesting element as well, and that is uh, your clients, and this is an important theme to think about, your clients think of you of what you did for them, not what you can do for them in the future. If you did a bathroom, your clients think of you as a bathroom modeler, not a kitchen remodeler, not decks, not additions, not siding. If you did a deck for them, you're an outdoor living remodeler. Now, I know this from focus groups that have been done by clients. So you, one of the things you really have to do when it comes to generating leads, if you've done a project for a client, a specific type of project, be very proactive in all the other kinds of things that you can do for them in their home. Otherwise, you will be a top-of-mind bath remodeler, kitchen remodeler, or deck remodeler only if you don't make them properly aware of that. Number eight on my list is balancing high tech with high touch. I think this is really, really important to be able to do. And it's important to be able to do kind of as a formula. I think we have a tendency sometimes to think if we're sending someone a text or we're sending someone a Uh, an email, that that is in fact the same as stopping by and giving them a cup of coffee, stopping by and saying hello to them. You know, you've got to keep those kind of two things in balance. And I would encourage, you know, having the right level of high tech, but also having the right level of high touch and celebrating these ideas within your company in terms of what different people are doing. Uh, Number nine on my list, and it's one of my themes in my Fit to Grow book, is that if you get, if you give, you get. 
you know, one of the things that's great about those that generate a lot of leads themselves, they're also giving a lot of leads. If you really kind of think about this, if you're the plumber, if you're the the designer, if you're the engineer, and you're getting a flow, giving a flow of opportunities to them, you know that they're going to want to reciprocate. So try to be very proactive in giving leads, giving referrals, giving opportunities to others, especially those projects that aren't the right projects, right clients for you. The likelihood of that is that they're going to generate leads that are going to come back to you. And number 10 on my list, and certainly not the least, is this whole notion of drip marketing or drip selling. Now, we get engaged with a lot of different kind of uh, social media activity today. But with technologies today, you can actually do some very, very interesting things in terms of drip selling or drip marketing. And drip marketing, in my mind, is much more about giving them interesting tidbits, whether it's in the form of using a social media platform or whether it's directly with little videos or different kinds of things, little techniques and tips. They're a great way to keep in touch with clients, and it's a way you can very customize and proactively decide on a regular basis what and who do I want to drip these different things to? Because I think if you can, again, as I said earlier, not become a stranger with a client, you keep tapping them on the shoulder. The likelihood when that opportunity, which it will, not whether it happens, the likelihood of when that opportunity comes up for some sort of remodeling activity, it's going to flow your way. So I just want to thank everybody for joining me today on this particular podcast. This subject is super important. I would encourage any feedback, certainly amongst your team, but send me an email or a note with any other marketing ideas or tips that you have that I can certainly funnel out there to others as well. Take care, everyone.